Hi, everyone. Today, we're just going to be talking about our reaction to certain parts of the Superman movie, Red Sun from 2020. So we are not going to be showing the whole film. Definitely not. Just very small clips. And basically, you know, there is a UFO covering this. So do not watch our reaction video to watch the movie because that's what you're going to get. You're just going to get our raw, unfiltered reaction to the movie, especially, you know, picking cranberries, which is, you know, a way of saying, you know, spotting the uh, inaccurate portrayals of Russian culture in this movie. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, and that comes from a saying where in the Three Musketeers, somebody said, I slept under a cranberry tree in Russia. And everybody knows that cranberries do not grow on trees. And uh, it's just a way to say inaccuracies of Russian culture or you know, anything of the uh, different uh, USSR states, Cold War stereotypes, so to speak. Absolutely. Please check out the whole YouTube video that is linked in the description to see our actual reaction to the movie. I have cut it out because it includes audio snippets from the movie itself, and I am afraid of breaking copyright law. That's, That's the, the ending. ending. That's the yeah. ending. So what do you guys yeah. think? Surreal. Um, so many cranberries. There were more cranberries in this than ocean spray natural. <laughs> True. I, I think it is very, very cranberry. I mean, especially, you know, with the outfits, um, the names especially. And I think just the feel, like the whole focus on the Cold War itself is very cranberry, isn't it? It is very cranberry. I mean, like I said, I think you have to watch the whole movie to appreciate the character arc. And I do, I do love his design, not going to lie. Uh, like Ryza said, I love the fact that a lot of things were taken from Golden Age, which I always felt were more natural and more, uh, more pleasantly masculine in a very smooth, natural way than other designs. Not to mention probably the most attractive design for him in a lot of animated or, you know, comic designs as it is. And I do like the uniform outfit. It's subdued. It feels very military, um, you know, military-esque, you know, which is kind of refreshing. And it's kind of flattering to not only his seriousness, but the color composition, the subdued tone palette. And mm -hmm. I think it fits his figure a lot better. That's true. It does. Yeah. I, I hope we don't get deleted. I think not, because I've noticed that... Um, a lot of the reaction videos, they are mostly around 40 minutes or 45, and we're reaching it very soon. And basically they only show parts of the movie. And some of them actually show the first like 15 minutes or so, and they didn't get deleted. Like I've seen Jaws, um, Ben Hur, and like a Gran Torino on YouTube. That's pretty impressive, especially if somebody was doing a reaction video on Ben Hur, that's a big film. Yeah, I know, but maybe it's because it's old. And I, actually, it doesn't matter. Even if it's old, it's still licensed, so it's still True. copyrighted. True. I don't think we'll get banned. Um, I think we could talk like five, ten more minutes because now it now we're not playing the movie. We're just talking. Right. Oh wow, we have three likes on YouTube already. Thank you for joining, guys. Thank, Thank you. you for no. watching us. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Sorry, I can't show more of the the scenes but like you know i was afraid of getting deleted or something <laughs> so um, most of the scenes i showed were below three minutes yeah exactly so i don't think we'll get into any trouble and we didn't even hear the audio that well 
Like, yeah, I actually toned it down in a lot of scenes so you can't hear anything. Exactly. So, yeah, Warner Brothers in DC, don't get on our case. I don't think so. I think they actually consider these kind of films to be, well, not films, sorry, these kind of movies, reaction videos, to be a kind of um, helping them sell their stuff. I think it is. We're helping sell your stuff. And, you know, if anything, listen from our critiques and try to make more accurate stuff in the future. Mm-hmm, definitely. I think a lot of American creators in general, when they write about a culture that's not their own, it all, always veers off into stereotype uh, territory. And they say, oh, we're going to do like, you know, research and go to the tree and stuff. But they always just see it from a tourist perspective. That's the sad thing of it. Like, okay, so for example, there were, there were some key points. I'm just going to shift myself in my seat because of my back um so there was there were some instances where i really appreciated what was done um like for example we all know what a uniform junkie i am i was really impressed with some of the details on the uniforms not so much with the rest of the military but with um superman's um military uniform which we kind of saw where he was dancing with diana I noticed that it, you know, it was uh, black. At first, when I saw the color, at first I thought it was Air Force color because I thought it was Navy, but I realized it's black. So it's actually, it's actually an engineer's uniform. Mm, that's actually a really interesting detail. Yeah. So I feel, I wonder if that detail is, is like, was he like an engineer in the military or is it symbolizing that he's trying to engineer the country? I think probably the second one. That's what I was thinking. Mm -hmm. But I, I thought that was interesting because my uniform knowledge kicked in. I was like, oh, that's a, that's a, that's an engineer's uniform. Mm -hmm, absolutely. Yeah. And I, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say just a quick thing to throw out there. I think originally like, so the comic is actually kind of more convoluted and actually kind of interesting too, like Riza said, but I will say anybody running with this concept, I feel like a lot of things were missed. I feel like they could have done more research. I feel like they really could have immersed themselves in Russian slash Soviet culture more and do it more accurately to how a person would have been living like that or doing things like that. Number two, they could have been drawing influences from Soviet sci-fi, um, and, you know, mm -hmm. try to, and also the big thing I would have gone with, which I would have loved to have seen explored while trying to like get canon and stuff is Russian transhumanism or Russian cosmism. I would have loved to have oh, seen that. Oh, yes, absolutely. You know, cosmism <coughs> would be awesome, especially, you know, we talked about this a few years ago when I was doing that series about actually a similar time frame in the USSR in the 30s, you know, with Kuzma and Kuzma. Katya. Yeah. And yeah. Kuzma was really into this. Like he was into this cosmism is, which is actually this kind of idea of um, it's actually connected to orthodoxy, but then later became atheistic. Yes. It's such a fascinating concept. So cosmism, it's all about trans transhumanism transforming humans into something greater it also deals with things like resurrection um revamping the body and reinventing the body um even like uh like future studies of blood transfusions and things like that um mm -hmm. mole molecular cell development uh trying to make people live eternally or at least a very long time and you know what you could take that concept and transform it into maybe somebody trying to make like a like a superhero or something. 
Mm-hmm. Like you could have combined this age, like, hey, uh, alien kid fell out of the sky. Uh, we could use this as a metaphor for Russian cosmism because sometimes in Russian Soviet uh, sci-fi literature, they had things of people from other planets that looked like humans and had powers. Yeah, exactly. Right. And just to refresh my memory, I'm looking through Cosmism's Wikipedia article right now, and it says that um, it combines elements from both Western and Eastern philosophical traditions, as well as from the Russian Orthodox Church. It was one of the influences on the Prolocult, and after the October Revolution, it came to be it came to be applied to the poetry of writers like Vladimir Kirillovich, no, Kirillov, and Mikhail Geras- Gerasimov. And basically, they had emotional pay-ins to machines, physical labor, and collective um, industrial workers. And they also talk about human immortality and resurrection of dead people, which is tied into the traditional Orthodox view of Judgment Day. Very much. It's 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 a very brilliant concept. And I've always loved, too, when I, I look at other... Um, Oh, like, for example, this, this was even something that e- even uh, the poet Mayakovsky explored in some of, in one of his plays, um, uh, which was, I think, called The uh, the Bedbug. And uh, that was about a man who was basically kind of suspended in life. And then he was like resurrected in the future. Of course, unfortunately, the future does not welcome him and he just dies. Right. And here we're just going to look at some pictures that, you know, are cosmic art, cosmic art. And this is an example. I remember looking at this when I was making Blue Star. You know, this is an example of a Russian planet, cybers, and weak cosmos. I wish we can make this bigger. I wish we could. You know, this Um, actually looks a lot like some of the uh, some of the art when when they show like the dying planet of Krypton. Right, and this too. This would be really lovely to see in the movie. It would have. They could have done so much with cosmicism. I would have loved to have seen that. I would have loved to have seen Superman used as a metaphor for cosmism and, you know, you know, it would have been cool. Like maybe even, even, even if he was an alien that looked like a human, what if, what if uh, scientists were trying to make, um, you know, an ultimate person and, and they found this candidate and they were using this kid and then everything, everything was working fine for him and he got all these powers, but the powers come at a heavy cost because it costs him, you know, his, his, uh, you know, hu- humanity and emotional welfare. I think that would have worked. Hello? Anyway, we're just waiting for Fortunus Games to get back. Computer tech problems. But yeah, transhumanism. Cool, cool concept. We really could have ran with it. It could have been beautifully done. Um, 
I think it could have been a metaphor for people, you know, for example, just the idea of Superman itself or the Ubermensch. No, not that kind of Ubermensch. Um, but the, the Nietzschean concept would have been very fascinating to explore in the vein of Russian transhumanism or Russian cosmism. And you could have had a lot of cool sci-fi elements in it too. Oh, I was just keeping the audience uh, entertained. Right, right. Sorry, I was just watching you on YouTube, actually. Sorry about that, guys. Um, unfortunately, my computer crashed when we were looking through the Cosmism pictures. I don't know why, but suddenly um, Tati's voice became very stretchy. It was like oh, echoey and stuff. And suddenly um, my computer froze and then suddenly there was a blue screen that said something about my computer needing to restart. Oh, that's all right. I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm just glad you got it fixed. That can be really frustrating when that happens. Yeah, so I'm, you guys, if you're listening to it on um, Spotify, sorry if there was this huge gap. They'll understand. Tech problems are everywhere, man. It's okay. Right. So, yes, I, I think, you know, cosmism is something that, you know, they should have definitely explored. I think it would be a great visual experiment as well, you know, combining the more typical American visual styles that we saw in Red Sun with something that's, you know, very not known to a lot of western audiences i would have loved to have seen that um and you know like i said i i did enjoy lots of aspects of red sun i mean number one i really loved the design i loved superman's character arc i think um you know he kept true to i think a lot of his moral compass unfortunately like we said it's that kind of thinking and that obstinacy that leads to his downfall in many things um, but I think everything else just kind of fell apart. And I, I guess, too, I guess on a little side note, Lex Luthor wasn't that bad. He was actually kind of a pretty decent guy. Yeah, I don't think he is that bad, which is good because, you know, I'm sick of villains in a lot of cartoons that are just, you know, 100% bad. Yeah, I get tired of that, too. Like, I was okay with Snyderverse because Lex Luthor was just an insane. Like, you know, someone just throw a tranquilizer dart at that kid. He was just, he wasn't really evil. He's just nuts and just wanted to, I don't know, I guess go off like Loki or something, but um, without magic and crap. Right. <laughs> but, uh, but, but yeah, there were a lot of interesting uh, concepts with that. And, um, uh, what else am I going with here? Uh, but I would have liked to have seen a lot more, um, mm -hmm. you know, I would have liked to have seen a lot more cosmism. I, I don't know why people didn't explore with that, like in the original comic. I think they could have had a real field day with that. Mm -hmm. Especially when they were trying to get, you know, more visual inspiration. I know they could have done so beautiful. I think they could have done some stuff with Krypton. Um, like I said, I would have loved to have seen it where there was no alien thing. You know, like, I know we do have the Soviet thing with aliens that look like human and they impart powers and technologies to the humans and stuff on other planets and stuff like that. But I would love to have seen something where scientists are trying to make like a superhuman and they've made a superhuman, but you have to ask at what cost is it? Mm -hmm. And, you know, like, what what if you had like this great um, futuristic Soviet dystopia thing where it's kind of utopia, but at the same time, it's very dystopic. And I would have loved to have seen that, like, a little bit, like, not quite fallout, but just a little dash of fallout. Exactly. That would be really great. So any last words for this video? Um, We're nearing one hour. 
you're nearing one hour. I think that's it. It, it. You know what? I will say this. Red Sun has a lot of good elements. Red Sun has a lot of great visual elements. I think it does a nice job in keeping the moral compass of Golden Age, but showing what happens with the corruption when it's combined with ideology of a um, totalitarian state and the dangers of that. Um, but it does have its flaws. It does have its cranberries. And I hope maybe it'll encourage writers who want to set things in this setting to do more research and explore things like cosmism or transhumanism and uh, not think about it so much as a foreigner, but think of yourself as that person in that in that culture and, and country. Exactly. Yeah. Those are really great words to end it on. And thank you so much, guys, for joining this. And thank you thank so you. much, Tete, for, you know, being the co-host for this awesome episode. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. This was a lot of fun. All right. See you. See you. Bye. Bye.